Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown, and I am joined by two of my brothers, JK and Scott. This episode, what we're going to be doing is it's going to be kind of a look back, look forward episode. JK is running the show, and it's going to be super awesome. Before we get into it, we just want to encourage everyone to rate and review the podcast and submit games on the Zion's Finest Google form. We want to encourage everybody to check out the other content creators that are regular, regularly releasing content. Rogue Support, Hello There, and Momentous Struggle have released episodes recently. We've done shoutouts for them. They are awesome. We don't really have any recent games to talk about. We are just coming off of Christmas and the holiday season, so we have we're, we're just kind of in a lull period right now. However, we are going to be having LVO coming up in a few weeks, and that promises to be a ton of fun. It's not going to be a super competitive event, but it will, I think, be a large gathering of people playing Shatterpoint, which should just be a ton of fun. But, but that's kind of it. JK, take it away. So this is a look back, look forward. We are releasing this New Year's Day, and it's just a good time to to think about where the game is, where the game was, where the game maybe will be. We're going to break a little bit from our standard practice of focusing on on troops or whatever, but we'll have some prognostication about what we'll see this year. But really, we're just... I, this should be a really fun episode and we're going to take a little bit of time and I'm just going to kind of kick in, kick through uh, Kenny and Scott and let them, let them talk. I'll talk as well. Uh, Scott, you've been playing the game six months now, just about right. Yeah. How, wh- what, what's your thoughts on Shatterpoint right now? So my shots on, on Shatterpoint. So anyone who can look back on the earlier episodes would remember that I was pretty, I would say lukewarm on the game. Yeah. That initial impressions were, you know, I, we'd obviously come off of Imperial Assault and I had been playing MCP pretty, pretty regularly. It was kind of the game I was into uh, at the time that Shatterpoint was releasing. Obviously I was very excited for Shatterpoint coming in. I was sort of not that excited about the mechanics, about uh, the deck and the random activations and I would say that in the in the six months since, and I'm going to attribute this one to player skill increasing, but also just the releases that have come out. I have certainly yeah. begun to enjoy Shatterpoint a lot more. I still really like MCP. I'm not playing it because I don't have anyone to play with, but I I am a lot happier with with Shatterpoint in the game, and I a lot of those mechanics when you know what you're doing and how to list build become less of a annoyance and more of an interesting puzzle, which I think yeah. you guys had recognized, but I was a little bit more frustrated by, you know, well, the 501st is activating and that's awful for me. And also, yeah. you know, as you learn how to reserve and optimize what you're doing, I think that a lot of that kind of naturally just came with, with time. And as we got better and more interesting releases and there was some more list building variation. So for me, I think that Shatterpoint has been very exciting. Uh, I have been very happy with the release schedule. Uh, I know people have been waiting for Plo Koon and Luke and the Ewoks and Leia Bush and all of that. I have been very happy with the break. I feel like I have gotten a good sense of all of the figures. One of my complaints with MCP was that we would get a new box every month. And I was like, I haven't even played with the last three releases because, yeah. you know, we're, I'm not playing enough and I have to paint them and do all of this stuff. And so I feel like Shatterpoint has been 
a much more manageable release schedule and i feel a lot better about that so so generally speaking i'm a plus very happy very nice it's yeah, the, nice. very nice. The the jump between MCP and Shatterpoint, if you take a figure to, to an MCP tournament, there is a chance you will not run that figure Be- based on point matchups and things along those lines, not to get too far into the weeds with MCP. I like that you you have to know you have to know your list. You have mm. to know uh goods and bad matchups and you can't just hope for 17 points or 19 points or whatever your max one is and then just hope no one draws the oh well i wasn't expecting a 13 or things along those lines for list building you know what your list building is and it seems and there is a there's a level that feels like constraint comparing it to mcp but as you get better at it you kind of feel that it opens up a little bit more than than original thoughts kenny what what about you six months in we had a first terrible game (laughs) it was just long yeah i would say like for me it has been just awesome the whole way through i mean the first game did the first few games were a little rough just because i was pretty new to the system generally i played a few games of mcp and but so i i played a few games of mcp but besides that my only real previous miniatures experience like not having figures on a grid was x-wing or armada and shatterpoint is very different from those so is mcp and there's similarities obviously but it was different enough that it took me a hot minute to there's a lot of things that if you have never played a miniatures game that you need to work to understand and I think a huge thing is your carefulness in movement and positioning. So in IA, it is very it, once you had played the game a few times and knew understood the rules of line of sight and things like that, you can know exactly what you are getting from every point you are at on the board. And that is just not something that's something that you cannot take for granted in Shatterpoint. It is always the case that you'll position yourself somewhere and then you'll say, "Oh, wait." I, I actually should have positioned myself right here so I could block you coming up the ladder, right? Which is something that, you know, if you're being careful and with reps, you can think about that and you can do that. But it's honestly, it is honestly something that I still find myself making a ton of mistakes doing. So anyway, first few games were rough, but honestly, I've just loved every minute of it. Uh, I, I'm with you. I I think there are a few, you know, there there's random things, obviously, that are odd about it you know line of sight cover things that you 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 have to you have to get through you have to just say okay people just have line of sight unless somehow they don't um i mean so sometimes something doesn't have line of sight but you're you just kind of have to get through a couple little hurdles before you realize oh this is just dynamic you're not going to be in the same space you were yeah, yeah, but at the same time, positioning is is literally the game. Dice rolling yeah. is there, but positioning is is how you how you win games because you can do yeah. like I did with Scott and throw my my super commandos on a on a little perch to try to take a point before Ob two comes and slashes their face off. And yeah, exactly. You got to learn from that and not do that again, or figure out some other way to do that. <laughs> Yeah, let let me also say that for me, what I most wanted when we started playing Shatterpoint, so when I was playing IA, but this is really the case with X-Wing, where I think it's a little bit harder to do. 
With X-Wing, when you are flying a ship like the Millennium Falcon and Han is your pilot or you're flying an X-Wing with Luke as your, your pilot, you really want that ship to play like that character, right? What is Han going to do in this scenario? What is Luke going to do? What is Vader going to do? And X-Wing managed, I think, generally to pull that off. Han felt very much like Han. And Vader was just a monster. And there was just a lot of really... They did a really good job, the designers of X-Wing did, in making those figures come alive. Now, where you have miniatures like in IA or in Shatterpoint, I think that's a little bit easier to do if, if nothing else, just the visual component happens. But I have loved how the Shatterpoint designers brought the figures to life like how ahsoka feels in terms of her strong defensiveness she's super fast how maul feels especially how vader feels right as just this terror on the battlefield and so i that is one reason why i've just loved every time as we play more games and as we get reps on new lists i just love to discover oh dooku is just this defensive consistent monster he's a leader right and you can really feel that with how he plays so it's just been a lot of fun yeah. Scott, any last thoughts on that, on the previous six months? Um, no, I mean, all I'll really say is that I agree a lot with Kenny, uh, particularly in that I'll use Vader as the chief example, that in a lot of games, like Vader's, Vader's always a beast. Yep. But you always pay for him. Like, it always kind of feels a little bad, and you always feel like you're taking something that's not quite optimal so that you can get his power, and you're sort of trying to make he kind of exists almost in like a jank list some ways where it's like, yeah, he's really good, but you can't take a lot because of point values or limits. Whereas in Shatterpoint, yep. you never feel bad bringing him. It's always, yep. I, I, and I think I attribute that to, for me, the list building is one of the most fun parts. People often talk about like three or four points. I'm like, nah, the, the, I don't even really think of it that way. It's like, here's my primary options. Here's my secondary options. Here's my support. Yep. And yeah, points determine that. But kind of, I mean, I don't really mm-hmm. think of them that way. Not not in the same way we thought about it with IA or we'd think about it with MCP. Yep. And so I just got to take Vader. It's like, great, he determines my points and I build around him and it feels really good. And so I yes. really like that design aspect of the game. Is there, yep. a, is there a comparable situation in MCP? What, actually, let me ask this question on, on two fronts. In MCP, does it feel like there are these list defining pieces like um vader in ia where it's he is taking up half of your points and you're building around him i guess this is maybe how thanos was but what like is that how it works in mcp yes and no there are absolutely what we call queen pieces so cosmic ghost rider is the number one right now that's the one that everyone's Mm -hmm. kind of complaining about um just like (laughs) he's he's it's the six point titans that they bring so thanos used to be one of them but it's malekith cosmic ghost rider immortal hulk these sort of dominate the battlefield have a ton of impact and a lot of people are kind of complaining some some people are okay with it some people really don't like it and kind of wish that the game was different in that way but the fact is is that the difference between shatterpoint mcp here is that shatterpoint your primary figure is determining everything else versus the mm-hmm. great main determinant of your roster is going to be which uh, threat value for the objectives you go with, which is uh. not something that you can control. So you could always bring Cosmic Ghost Rider. So like you could hypothetically say, hey, between 14 and 20 points, this is my roster of 10. 
I'm always going to put Cosmic Ghost Rider. And at 14, these are who I bring. At 15, these are who I bring. Mm. At 16, these okay. are who I bring. You could do yep. that. Some people are trying to be more flexible with that. I know when Sam was really into it, he had he had it down to a at 16 points, this is my exact list. At 17, this is my exact list. Yep. He had it down to just a determination. Whereas for me, I was treated it a little bit more of a, well, let's see what I'm up against and what we're doing and 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 what I feel would be a good matchup here. So like for example, I love to run Scarlet Witch. So I'd go, hey, I know that if I'm dealing with anybody that, you know, is kind of mystical, I want to bring Scarlet Witch. Right? Yeah. Or if I or people who are like weak to mystic because she's such a powerful mystic character. And so yeah. There's just different considerations. It's just a different list building entirely, I'd really say. Okay. Um, that brings us a bit into our next our next step, which is MCP obviously has just been changing and changing and changing. Shatterpoint is not even set at all yet. Like we we really don't know matchups incredibly well we have understandings of oh this works well against something else but we're still this game is so new we're we're not six months in we're we're a wave in basically so let's let's look into the crystal ball a little bit uh kenny let's start with you what are you looking forward to next year this could be releases this could be figures this could be ideas and hopes and dreams yeah, I would say the thing I am most looking forward to in 2024 is more list building options because I think I know I'm going to love, I, to be honest, I could keep playing the exact same meta and love it. I love the game enough that that would be totally fine for me. But I think that one of the things Scott mentioned this that is really fun about Shatterpoint is list building. Be, you know, thinking about, especially for premiere list building. And I am so excited for Jedi Luke to come out and for Han to come out and Plo Koon to come out and all these figures, new Vader, Vader 2 to come out because I think that, I don't think that Vader 2 is as good as Vader 1, but I think that he does a lot of really interesting things that will make for interesting list building considerations, right? And so it could be the case that you don't take Vader one because you're not running a melee aggro list. And so then you're like, well, maybe I want to take Vader two. So I am really excited for there to be just a way, a few more waves of releases so that we can have a little bit more dynamic list building. So we can do kind of what Scott was talking about, where you're, you're doing a lot more of these matchup to matchup list building decisions. Great. Yep. I'm, I'm on board there, Scott. So I'm excited for a lot of things. So I think, uh, I'll say first what I'm excited for is I am confident we will get another mission pack. Mm. I would love to have three to choose from. I think that two is okay. Most people are just running Sabotage Showdown. Uh, I think part of that is people are getting used to it. But I think having more options to just break things up even more. And I feel like once you have three, that's a pretty strong permutation, right, of, of what you can break up and mix and match. I'm excited for new Vader and new Luke. I'm going to run them together and just kind of play around because they have similar mechanics. Just want to see kind of what they do. I'm excited for the empire to get new figures. I would love to get death troopers. I'm sure we'll get Krennic death troopers, that kind of thing. Um, I'm excited uh, for my fears to be assuaged about specter cell and for them to suck and not ruin the game. Yeah. Uh, like they did with <laughs> IA. 
I, I, some figures that I, I, you know, I'll be interested to see what, how the Mandalorian and Grogu is. I'm afraid they're going to do the, like, everyone loves them, so let's make them uber-powerful kind of. Uh, that's always kind of a fear rather than making them uh, appropriate, but I have faith in AMG for that. Uh, wish list of figures that I'd love to see, like I said, Death Troopers. I'd really love to see Droidicas. I've always liked Droidicas. Ooh, yeah. And I think having them, not that the Separatists need anything else, uh, but just, <laughs> just you know, I think it'd be fun to get Geonosians. Um, I know they've done Geonosians for Legion. I just think that'd be kind of a fun other, like just to kind of round things out. Um, yeah. I will be excited for sequel stuff to come out. Uh, I would love to do Raylo. Just go back to my yep. Destiny days and run Raylo, but... <laughs> You know, I think that's probably honestly, if I were to guess, that's probably a 2025 thing. Like, I'm yeah. sure we, we, if they were going to do them, that we'll get them spoiled in 2024, but we're not going to see a release. Generally speaking, uh, they're they're really good about you know they're spoiling stuff six months before uh, we we're going to get them. So that's really what I'm I'm looking forward to. Great. Uh, you you went into a bit of what you want to see, kind of things that weren't weren't spoiled yet. Kenny, do you have any things that you want to see in Shatterpoint that haven't really been announced yet, per se? I think that I will mostly piggyback on what Scott said and think that and say that I would be very interested in a new in a different kind of mission. So, or a mission that really changes how lists work. Not that. Not that I want to see the game completely change, but I think that there is room with some really um, imaginative work on the part of AMG to design a mission set that could really change list building. So I know that shifting priorities we know is not very good for Republic and is extremely good for separatist and aggro lists. And we've, we think that sabotage showdown is a little bit better for Republic, but you know, it's marginal. It's not, it's not like it's the Republic's list or anything like that. It would be really interesting if there was a mission pack that released that just made it very difficult for melee figures to do well, right? That would be super interesting. And so I'm not saying we're going to get something like that, but I would love to see that because if they had a mission pack that was, or a, a mission set that was just, let's say somehow it really handicapped melee figures, that would really change list building considerations. That would fix, you know, it's not that Vader would be fixed, but it would definitely change the math where you're thinking, do I really want to run this, you know, Morgan Reed's Vader focus list where every list is running Vader and I'm taking advantage of his dice all the time and everyone is melee. If there was a list that really disfavored melee uh, units, that would just be really interesting to see. So if I had a wish list of things that I'd like to see besides, I would love just more figures. I think it's actually really interesting that they're releasing the Mandalorian. And that the Mandalorian looks like he's going to be coming out before Ray comes out. I am so excited for Ray. I think she is just going to be a really cool character. Like I'm not as much of a Raylo fanboy as Scott, but I have just always loved the character of Ray. I'm not a fanboy of Raylo. My wife is a big Raylo fan, but I just yeah. really enjoyed that deck in Destiny, and so yes. you know I got to get the band back together. <laughs> And I did love just, playing Ray and X-Wing when in the when she was in the Millennium Falcon. That was actually the last X-Wing meta I played was with Ray and the Falcon and in 1.0. So anyway, I would love more figures, but really if there was something I was looking forward to, it would be a new and very different kind of mission pack. 
Yeah. I think I think a mission pack will be interesting. I want to touch touch about touch up on that in just a second when we get into a little bit a little bit more of a prognostication, just pure fun ideas. I'm really excited for two sets of two figures. I think Hondo and running Hondo CAD is going to make the game a lot more interesting. If if what they talk what AMG talked about on their miniature their spoilers is true where you're kind of just running around the map. You're not actually ever like you have four force, but you're never really using it and they can just be a different weapon. I think CAD mm. came up a little short with Aura Singh, but who knows if Hondo could come in and fix that. The other, I, I think that the Ewoks are either going to blow up the game. It, huh. it sounds like they're fairly well balanced, you know, AMG. I, I still trust AMG. But I'm really yeah. interested to see what they do and if if they can do that point rush strategy where they're going, they're winning the first you just win the first wave and then the first struggle. And then you just try to hold on for either a second or a third, probably a second, and see if you can just really change strategy. Because current it's yeah. very much a war of attrition mostly. With with positioning heavily involved, and with them, it'd be yeah. curious if it could just be a pure land grab, just to change things yeah. up. Yeah, I also lied. If there is the one thing I most want from Shatterpoint next year is a nerf to Django, and <laughs> I, I am not I am not kidding when I say that. The thing I most want from Shatterpoint is that Django gets fixed because I think that Django will just always exert and i think this more than a vader fix or magnific i think that Django will exert this pressure on the meta that i think is fundamentally unhealthy until he yeah. gets addressed so i mean it's wild to me that Django is better than aura Singh in every single list right even with cad the only reason you would ever not run Django with cad is in a premier list build when jank when cad yeah. is not your main list right and I, I don't even feel like Vader or Magnus need a nerf because I, one, yeah. there's there's plenty of counters for Vader and Vader lists. Yep. We've talked Agreed. about that before. Still an Agreed. amazing, amazing figure, amazing list, but you have counter yeah. strategies. Magnus, obviously they're really, really good. Um and and you absolutely could uh nerf them, but you are running them with very specific primaries, or else like, exactly. If if you yep. didn't have a separatist primary, then they don't need a nerf because they're already nerfed by their by their horrible movement. And yes. so the restriction on the list building, I feel like, makes sense. It's just that Django's abilities make him useful everywhere. There's not a single list yep. he's bad in. He's always useful. He's always good. The only way to counter him is with another Django. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that's and too so, many Jangos. Yeah, it's like you have to too many Jangos. Ah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, Scott is exactly right. Whereas more lists, as more units are released, Magnus and Vader will naturally fall into their place. Where Vader is being run in this specific kind of list, and Magnus are being run with Separatists, but that is one faction of four or five, and so it's not that big of a deal. They're not ubiquitous. Django will be everywhere until he is nerfed and he Correct. needs to be nerfed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are going to, to do a little bit of blind tiering because I'm, I'm just curious where everyone comes in at. So we, we have seen Luke, we've seen Vader, we've seen Plo Koon. Uh, the Ewok list. What, mm. Where does the Ewok list fall? Kenny? I think the Ewok list falls... Um, 
B minus tier, honestly. Just my my heart of hearts. I think it's yeah. and that is mostly I'm thinking about it playing into the current meta, but I think that it is C plus B minus just because I can't see how it really competes with the current tempo board presence list, which is separatists. So that's my current thought, but I would love to be wrong. Yeah, the the ability to do damage outside of their activation for seps seems like it would overpower Ewoks. I'm just curious. Scott, what about you? So I think if the Ewoks will occupy a similar space, maybe not as good because they don't have sing like they don't have Sabe or Padme, but I think that it will occupy a similar space as the Padme box. Interesting. Yeah, that it's gonna be one of those well obviously you're not gonna splash Ewoks with non Ewoks. So it's gonna be mm-hmm. a, a pretty focused list. Uh, I think that the C3PO R2D2 support as just a just a support in 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 like it's a secondary, but it is a supporting secondary is what I mean. It's probably it's bad to use the term support when that's literally a, a term of the game. But yeah. it's like, that <laughs> yeah. secondary is so focused on the role of helping out and supporting other things, and is really not designed to do any damage. Is going to be super interesting to see. I found that um, my predictions for what is and is not good in a meta, uh, just based off of the card and not seeing how it plays on table, are always a little fraught. Like I yeah, said, I'll sure. reference for Me the too. thousandth time, Spectre Cell in IA. We were not worried about it until we played our first games. We're like, oh, this is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so... Yeah, and, that, and that's... We're obviously not. This will be a fun thing to look back on and go, "Oh yeah, no, that we were we were off on that." And obviously, we don't even have all the information. We're just having yeah. fun, so yeah, we're, yeah. like we're just thinking about it. Um, uh, give me a tier list of the the Han box, Scott. Where's where's the Han box going to fall? Um, I would kind of say we know even less about Han, right? Yeah, <laughs> we don't know I, anything about Han. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to say. Uh, I'm going to guess that just kind of understanding like the design aspect of how they've designed other sort of smugglery, scoundrelly figures, I would probably say like a solid mid tier, like a B. Like I think that we'll see something of like, hey, they're gonna have. I think Han will probably have like some ludicrous ability that we go, that's stupid. Uh, but their <laughs> damage is probably not going to be super optimized, and so we're going to see like some tricks, trickiness. And I think we'll see. I think. I think. You know, when we eventually get a Chewbacca, that's, I think Chewie's, I could see them making Chewie a primary, but I can also just see him being like the best secondary in the game in terms yeah. of like Didn't damage they, output. I, I thought they announced him as a secondary in that box. He is currently I announced could be as a secondary. Well, he is you know, okay. Announced then, there you go. I didn't realize they'd announced yeah. him yet. But yeah, so I'm, I'm confident. I bet you it'll be the, I bet Chewie will be the only secondary in the game that will do 11 damage per attack. Well, like have that like eleven damage as a potential between everything, and he'll have some like uh, force ability that he can rip someone's arms off if they're within <laughs> like range one of him. Yeah, don't mess with the don't mess with the Wookie. Yeah, Kenny, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really hard for me to rate Han low. So I think yep. that so the name of the box is called Real Quiet Like Squad, and I think that it is going to be a really strong list. I I think that Han, every time Han is released in any game, he does well. And I think IA, he did not do that well, really, until he got fixed. And then he was super good. 
but in X-Wing, he was really good in... I actually don't know. In Armada, I think he was good initially, but the power curve might have crept back past him. But I think he's going to be a super solid figure. I think the Rangers that are going to be with him are going to be solid. And I'm with Scott. I think Chewie is going to be just a monster. And so I am super, super excited to see the box. But I bet it's a B plus, A minus list. I'm a little bit more bullish or bearish. The other one, the down than you guys. I I think it's going to be very, very range driven, even with Chewie. I think Chewie's going to have an awesome melee attack. But yeah. I think it's going to be a very range-driven thing that they're going to try and pump up. And it will... I think it's going to be... I actually think it's going to be fairly heavy damage from decent range. But I don't think it'll be objective point-holding. And mm. obviously, we're, we're we're making guesses on this. But I, I think it's going to be a range... It's It's going to feel like supercharged... Like supercharged Rex with Rex and, you know, ARF troopers or whatever, which is like a fine, a fine list. I kind of just think it's, I, I think they, they obviously want Han to be good. You need Han to be good. But I, I think just the way that the game plays, I think that they have weighted melee and range a little bit closer than we do, where we know like range is worse than melee. And I think he's going to be more yeah. melee or more range. And I think he's going to miss the mark a little. That's my Ooh, my fear, yeah. obviously. I don't want yeah. Han to be bad. Yeah. I'm going to play him. I'm going to buy him. Yeah. Okay, next next step. <laughs> Spectre Cell. Rate the Spectre Cell box. Yeah, it's going to be S tier. It, it will break the game, just like they always <laughs> do. And here's the reason why. This is the reason why. That What happens with Spectre Cell is that they consciously design all six figures to go together as a squad. And when they do that, right, everything else we're kind of cobbling together or parse, putting together. That's not what's going to happen with Spectre Cell. All six of those figures are going to be designed to run together. And I think it's going to be super strong, like it always is, right? When you've got six, like a list that is built to go together, where everything is cross-synergizing, it can just get super, super scary. So, I mean, the problem with Spectre Cell and IA was that it had that and also just straight up broke the power curve. But I still think it's going to be super strong. And also, but I think it's great to be able to have a, a box that we can, you know, new players come into the game. And it's like, okay, do you want to be the bad guys? Get Dooku and Grievous. Do you want to be the good guys? Go buy Spectre Cell, right? And have the solid list. I think that's super good for the game. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I, I don't I don't agree with that. Um, one, it's not good for the game because we literally talked about how Spectre Cell destroyed <laughs> the game. So you can say it's good for them to have a box, but it's like, okay, they just buy the core set. Like, they're going to have to buy the core set anyway, and they'll be fine. But... Uh, and also, this isn't good guys, bad guys. Like, we can mix and match characters as well as we want. So, again, it's that's not what this is about. But um, I'm going to say that I don't think Spectre Cell will represent the same problem. As much as I have a fear that I recognize that that's just, like, PTSD, that's not born out of actual suspicions. Because I think, one, IA had a more restrictive list building that was a problem. Yes, true. That that, that Spectre Cell was able to capitalize on. Spectre Cell, so obviously we're going to have uh, Kanan and probably, honestly, I could see Hera being a primary, but we'll have, I would say, I would guess Kanan will be a primary, Ezra will be a secondary, uh, and then uh, I don't know who will be a support, but then we might get like... Chopper. Well, Chopper will definitely be a support, but I don't know who, are the, like maybe Hera and Chopper will be the two supports, but I could also see going well. And then obviously we'll get like, I don't know if... Um, What's his name? The big purple guy, 
Zeb. Um, Zeb, Zeb Aurelius, right. Um, he'll probably be a secondary, like a like a kind of bruiser. And then I can see Hera being like a tactical primary, not a damage dealer, but like an order people around kind of thing. And then maybe Sabine as a as a support or something. But again, any any of them could be candidates for any of the slots other than Chopper. Um, but I think that so obviously you could say like, okay, well they'll all pair together. I was like, okay, well, Pat, the Padme box was designed to all synergize together. Okay, so yeah, but- they, they've obviously done that, and they didn't do it to a broken extent. And clone troopers are all designed to synergize together, and like all the all six uh, groups that you're going to be bringing are designed to synergize together if you're bringing the right list. So, so again, that synergy is not necessarily the issue that you had with IA was you had this specific card. If you brought them all together, you got this <laughs> yeah. extra bonus that was sort of like. Outside of the game, you get this whole extra bonus thing that no other group in the game has. So, yeah, they might have some synergy that it encourages you to bring the entirety of Spectre Cell for your roster. But I think AMG is not going to, one, is not going to, to break it in the same way. Because I think that FFG just made some specific mistakes that I don't think yeah. AMG will repeat. And secondarily, I think that the flexibility of list building that we have currently is already going to be a panacea to the issue if Spectre Cell was overly powerful. So I think Spectre Cell, I have no idea where Spectre Cell will rank, but I do not think, I don't think it's going to suddenly be the S tier that replaces every S tier we've put on the list. I, yeah, I, I'm more with Scott here, especially after seeing the Luke box um, spoiled and the Vader box spoiled. I think they're taking a very cautious approach to a lot of things yeah. where they're not yeah. just saying, let's tune this up to tune it up. I, you do have incentive to force people to buy two boxes, which is, or one super box, however they're going to do it. But I, I, I think they'll... I think and I hope that there'll be a a, a B plus a minus. I, I hope that they're good, but yeah. I don't want like I don't think they're going to be just devastating. And I hope they're not devastated. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one. Uh, two two more on this. Uh, Mandalorian. How good is he? How's how's he going to be? I just want to I just want a pure tier list, Kenny. Where is he? A-tier. Where is he going to fall? A tier. Okay, so here's the re- he's A tier, and the reason why he's going to be A tier is because he is going to make Bo and Gar awesome, and I think that that he is going to effectively give you four new units in the Mandalorians. I think is going to be awesome. So A tier for sure. Cool, Scott. A tier. Yeah, I think it'll it'll be a solid A. I think that they they want him to be the cool thing because everybody you know loves the Mandalorian, and they're going to make him an A tier. Will Grogu be playable? I think Grogu's going to be like a side thing on his sculpt. I don't think he'll be his own thing. Yeah, same. Okay. Uh, Thrawn, give me, a, give me a tier list. Oh, man. I want Thrawn would... to be an S tier. I want Thrawn and Death Troopers to be like just so good. I want to run Vader 2 and Thrawn together and just and just relive my IA days and just have <laughs> so much fun. Hmm. 
I think that Thrawn is going to be... I think that Thrawn... Thrawn's design, I think, is very hard to do in a way that is thematically satisfying and powerful. They narrow... I think they really did it in IA, which was so fun. What was his ability, Scott? You looked at the top two cards of your opponent's deck and you could trash one? Or was it like... Yours yours and theirs. Yeah, Yeah, you can look at yours and theirs and trash one. And then you had a command card that let you look at the top three cards of their deck and destroy one. So you basically just got to get rid of um, almost a a fifth of their deck. And you just hunt for the hunter cards. And Yeah, because you... Well, yeah, that card would let you look through one, but like it was every time he activated. So every round you were trashing one of their cards. So you would, you're getting rid of basically like o- over a third of their deck in a given game. That is, I, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I think Thrawn is going to be an S tier figure because I think he's going to be Lumi without a downside. I think he's going to manipulate Ooh. Shatterpoint decks somehow. And That'd be cool. He is going to be. That powerful. would be cool. Like, I, I think that's what's going to happen. And maybe they do. Maybe they are good enough that they keep him unpowerful in the same way that Lumi is. But that that would be my that that's my gut check. I think he's going to be an S tier figure because I think he's going to do something along those lines. Okay, let me yeah. ask you guys a question: Is this ability too broken? Because I just had an <laughs> idea for what you could do for Thrawn's ability that would just tickle me pink. Look at the top card of your opponent's Shatterpoint deck, then place it on the top or bottom. Oh, oh man! Even just looking <laughs> at it could would be I, so good. Yeah, because you, you don't have it'd be on his turn, so it's not like you can overly react to it. Yes, I, I think it'd be good. I don't think it's broken. The, the only time that I think that it would throwing it on the throwing the card on the bottom when you are like, oh, well, I have a distinct advantage left. I'm going to throw it on the bottom because that's their last left figure. I'm going to just win the struggle really quick and then they're going to activate and I don't care at that point. But I don't think it would be broken. Kenny? I, I, because it's only triggering once per activation cycle, I don't think it would be broken because you're realistically only going to trigger that twice. But, I mean, I guess you could trigger more if you're shatter pointing him. So... Yeah. I don't think it's broken, Scott, and I think that is a really cool ability. That yeah, is a yeah. very cool Thrawn ability. I bet we'll see something cool. Maybe not that exactly, but we'll see. We'll see something cool with Thrawn. I love Thrawn um, in yeah. in these games. I don't. I mean, and obviously he's you know they're they're push they're going to push him because of his place in Ahsoka and the upcoming media that they'll do, and so I hope they'll do something real cool with him. Yeah. Same. All right. Yeah. Two more. Two more questions, and then we're done here. One. So far, we know that uh, Luke, Vader, Ewoks, Han, Chewie, uh, we have a whole bunch of people who are leaked. I want you guys to give me a guess on someone who has not been leaked yet, who's going to come at, come come in the end of next end of 2024. Okay. You're, so you're Ooh, probably looking all... Republic you, or, or, sequ- or, or kind of sequel trilogy, depending on Mandos. I think we're going to get the Armorer and... Um... Mm. I don't remember his name, but he was in the Mandalorian show, and he was the, the big super dude, beefy dude, the super beefy yeah. dude, and he's one of the famous clans. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't remember. I think we're gonna get like I'm, I, I guess I think we're gonna get more Mandalorians related to the Mandalorian. 
Okay. Gotcha. Yep. I guess Mark. So I, I was going to say this, and this is, I think, a super on the, on the, what? I'm out on a limb when I'm guessing this. Oh. But I think we get Bo as a primary. Interesting. Okay. So release of it. So how many, yeah. how many duplicate characters? We've got Ahsoka in two different forms. Yep. Obi, Vader. We got Obi and Obi. Vader, okay. and we're gonna we're gonna have R two D two kind of in two form, right? Because he's gonna be on yep. his yes. own with the drink cart, and he's gonna be paired with C three PO. So that's yes. four. Yep. That's four figures that have dupes. So it's not outside the realm of possibility. I I don't think yeah. it's likely, but I yeah, that could absolutely happen. Yeah. I, I think it makes that, sense. I think that, that's a fun. I, one. That is my most on the limb guess. My actual concrete guess is Old Man Obi. Okay, yep, I, think that's, I think that's a smart. <laughs> Interesting. I think my guess is that we get a Greedo box that Ooh. pairs, pairs end, end of year that kind of completes a trifecta with Cad, Hondo, Greedo. Um, and then I think eventually you'll get, obviously eventually you'll get Bosk, Dengar, yada yada, IG. Java. Actually, IG, yeah, yeah, Java. I think IG 11. The Mando one, yeah, right? yeah. I think he's. I think he, he has a very high chance of coming, but he yeah. is coming. He has actually already been spoiled. The one with <laughs> oh, oh, Mando. yeah. All right, um, he's already in that box. Good well, job, J.K. You got it. Yeah, you yes. got him. I do wonder: would Greedo be a support or a secondary? Do you think? Because I think you can make a, a interesting argument for because obviously it's a single figure, which is with yep. the exception of the Inquisitors, has been the purview of secondaries. But I think you could you could make a really interesting argument for a support Greedo. Yeah, I if you went Java Bosk Greedo Bosk yep. Greedo Bounty Hunters something like that. I I I think there's I think they're both there. I, yeah, I, I will. Yeah. I think we'll also get because I know they've done this for Legion. I think actually, so I do agree with my answer. We're gonna get a Bo- Boba Fett. <laughs> I think that's guaranteed. Oh yeah. yes, is we're gonna get oh, a 2024 yes. Boba Fett. And I think we will eventually also get. We'll, so we're going to get original trilogy, and we're going to get Daimyo version. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I actually expect Daimyo version first, Interesting. and then I think in twenty twenty five we'll get a Han Boba um, Han Boba duel, or it might be next year. I could I could totally a see Han that Boba along duel the pack. lines of yeah. That's actually I, I know this is your episode, JK, but I want to throw in a question. <laughs> What do we think the next dual pack will be? Obviously, you, mm. you're thinking Han Boba. Because I think it's Ray yeah, Kylo. Uh, yeah. I think Ray it's going to be Ray Kylo on, on the, in the throne room or on that ocean Death Star thing. Man, that's good. Those are both good. I don't know. That is real. Those are that. I, I think it's Raylo, too. I mean, it could be Han. Han, uh, it could be Han Boba, or it could be some combination of Han Greedo or something like that, but I think it's Raylo. Do you know what actually would be yeah. really, really cool? And I know it would sell a bajillion copies. Uh, a, a new version of Anakin, a new version of Obi-Wan on Mustafar. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You do, and you could just have, like, it's like they're both, like, upward posing, like, where the, when they're on the, uh, catwalk and you've got lava flying up on either side i mean that would be that's all cosmetics yeah yeah all right we're gonna we're gonna the final question we i want to know a year from now 
I want to know the best primary, secondary, and support units. Give, of give them to me. Scott, or, we'll start. Of what's Just releasing in, in, what, or in general? In general. Uh, I think that uh, Vader 1 will still be the best. I okay. don't see that changing. Uh, for secondary, again, without a nerf, it's going to be Django, and it's going to be Magnus without without some sort of... I don't see what we know being released changing that. I will say that if any of those three is going to change, it will be Vader being the best primary. I think that there... I don't think Vader 2 is as good as Vader 1, but if his ability to shuffle his card back in can be leveraged very easily, then that he might take over. I think new Luke could very well take over as like a very flexible, powerful. I don't expect that, uh, but I'm not going to discount the possibility. So I think, yeah, I think (laughs) the three best currently will stay the three best. I think it's a safe, safe bet. Kenny. I think that they are going to nerf at least Django. And I think the best primary in in December on December 30th, 2024 is going to be I think it's going to be Luke. I think the best supporting character is going to be man, this is hard. Maybe uh, I think it's probably going to be a figure in the Mandalorian box. And I think the best, so that's the, sorry, the best secondary character will be in the the Mandalorian box. And the best supporting character is going to be Bartu Lando. Interesting. My, my guess is going to be, I think, I think I, I really wanted to go different. I think Vader two is still going to stay the same with the exception of a, of a map pack pushing him out or Vader one. Sorry. Vader one is the primary. I think as a secondary, um, I it's yeah, it's it's Django with Django without a nerf. With a nerf, I I'm going to go Chewy actually. If he if he's a support, I think yeah. Chewy will be the best secondary. Chewy. Yeah, yep. and I think the best support is going to be. I'm going to take a complete stab in the dark and say Hera as a support unit huh. is yeah. the best. I, she could. She very well could be a, a primary, um, but I'm going to say Hera is the best support unit in yeah. a year from now. I love that. I I will say Obviously, of the yeah. things that we've of the things that we've seen, if they did nerf Django out of the top spot, I think Leia Bush could get up there. She's Leia's solid damage. Awesome. She's got really cool abilities. She's got solid, really good damage. I think I think we could see the era of the spies. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. I think I think the new stormtroopers are also a lot are are pretty good. I'm yeah. they're someone that I need to see on the field, but yeah. I would the not s- put it past them to be holy cow. They're a three cost or no, they're a four cost, but they are everything. <sighs> they have you know displacement. They have yep. uh, access to a lot of a lot of damage, and they can just keep themselves healed, so other supports can't really kill them. But yeah. I, I do worry about like the stormtrooper sergeant because yep. like he doesn't do a ton of damage. Like he's got a lot of really awesome like he's got displacement, he's got conditions, he's got reposition. But his lack of damage makes him feel like he's gonna be like a barris to me. Mm. That's my concern. That. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well that's it. Perfect, perfect episode. Uh, <laughs> that's it. 
follow pew, us pew, uh, pew. or pew 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 pew. Uh, join the Slack. Talk. Let's let's talk about what we got wrong. Come come tell us your prognostications. I think Slack yeah. on uh, Monday or when this drops is going to be fun because I want to hear what people what people think. I want people to say I can't believe you think Greedo is going to be good or whatever. Come come join and talk to us. And we would love to hear more from you, but it was honestly a pleasure. I thought this was really fun. I know it's obviously a break uh, between next month. We're going to get a whole bunch of a whole bunch of new figure packs. Uh, I think, I think yeah. in the year we'll get a, we'll get a mission pack, but Kenny Scott <laughs> brothers, thank you for joining me and have a wonderful day. And may the forest be with you for the new year. <laughs>